This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding the Jordan Harbinger show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Our heroes have killed several fries and the convoy is leaving Treesbury, but at a terrible cost. Juniper nearly died before killing her foes. Quiddy killed Why Me Too before he was cursed with a beard of feathers. And Butthole desperately tried to keep the townsfolk alive, but is running out of magic. Can they get the remaining survivors back to the fortress? And can our heroes survive a battle with Chad Underbottom? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons. Chad Underbottom and his rolling, writhing mob of very hungry zombies is making its way toward you. Uh, but Ryan, you mentioned off air that uh, Butthole had something he would probably want to discuss real quick with Quinny uh, as this this horrific image uh, is still on the horizon um, before uh, uh, Chad himself has had a chance to address, address the party. Uh, what would you say to Quinny? Knowing that we're at the front of the convoy, sitting, driving the front caravan, he'd be like, Quinny, this is an awkward conversation. Um, but here, here's the deal. There's a very good chance that everybody here dies. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you don't like hearing that. Please, please don't get upset. But right now, you are the sneakiest person in this convoy, and you have a daughter who is injured who has a ring of invisibility. If you go back and get her, and you guys just, like, go left... Take a handful of seeds or something. You can go around and go to the castle, and you don't have to be a part of this fight. You know, you you know, Ginny will be safe, and you can protect her. And we'll just do this. Uh, wow. Boy, I I feel like not long ago I would have taken you up on that almost without question, but I can't. I can't leave everyone else. I can't. Okay. I can't do it. Okay, then I uh, awkward follow-up question, because I know you've been really clear about your, your whole if I die, don't bring me back rule, but that was before you found out you were a dad and your daughter is living in necromancer world. And normally I wouldn't bring this up. There are a lot of people with a lot of conditions that they're dealing with, but you you don't, it seems like you're, you were more tired than anything else. And I feel like this may put pressures on you. So how are you feeling, bud? About being revived? Yeah. Is that still out? Because I'm fine with it if that's out. This isn't a pressuring conversation, but you didn't know you were a dad, and I don't know how you'll feel about dying and me leaving you dead with Ginny with, like, your name and all the bad guys still here. I I don't know. Can we talk about this? After they probably kill you and then I make this call in the field? <laughs> I'm trying to give you some enthusiastic <laughs> consent here, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like pre-battle uh, is where you want to have this conversation. Otherwise, it's me making this decision mid-battle, and that doesn't seem fair to you. Yeah, you're right. Um, God, I don't... I, I look at Ginny, um, who I don't think is hearing us have this conversation. She's like, she's like back at cart, so you can yeah, peek yeah. around the cart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she looks pretty rough. Um uh, that that kind of like the the weakening ray, despite having the exhaustion lifted um, and being healed up by by butthole, she doesn't look great. Um, she's 
um, soldiering through in a way that very much does evoke Mirabelle to you. Um, but uh, yeah, she's uh, she's looking a little crispy. I mean, I, I need you to make sure everyone else is okay before before getting to me on that kind of thing. If I if if you're running out of juice, and it's and there are lives to save, you forget about me. Yeah, okay, but that's... what if I like you realize? I mean, I don't want to be mean to the rest of the convoy, but none of these people are good at murder. So if I need someone to help me kill Chad Underbottom and his magical, I don't know, pants, they're not going to be helpful. If I bring them back today, it's I, you will do more murder than them. I, I, you're going to have to do without uh, the, you know. Uh, you've got Juniper. You've got Crandon. Um, I mean, he's pretty fucking injured, but okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. You know, uh, I've got to figure some stuff out. Uh, I don't, I don't want to die now. I mean, I didn't want to die before. This is a whole. No, thing. no, no. I did not, no, you, you were making an informed decision. This is not a judgment on your, your, whether you want to be resuscitated, revivified, or not. I do yeah. not revivify DNR. Uh, but yeah, you know, there's just so much that's changed unbelievably between now and that conversation, like a full three days ago or whatever it was, um, that, do you know what, do you know what might help you? You should pray to me and I can give you advice as your God. Come on, man. There's people around. We don't like, can we not do this? See, this feels like something you're asking your God. So do you know what? We won't do this. We won't do this. And I will just make the right decision knowing your interests. And then he just looks forward knowingly. <laughs> God. You, have, you have made a request of your God. Quinny is like more shaken having had this conversation than not. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you look at, uh, quote, quote, your God uh, looking forward. Goblin Jr. has also like... In perfect unison, um, was looking at you, and that also looks away to the, the horizon. Um, so the, the two of them looking forward with a, a, a grim sense of, of of purpose and understanding. Um, and uh, Quinny, almost inadvertently, um, your eyes dart back uh, to to the the wreckage of, of Quinton that's kind of being dragged in the wake of uh, of, of the party, and um, uh, they flick to uh, to Ginny. And um, she makes eye contact with you, and uh, she she gives you her best cool person on a heist crew nod, uh, and it is it is lame as hell. Like it oh is God, really so out of her depth. I'm yeah, it my is. Daughter. It is <laughs> a desperate, daughter killed. <laughs> desperate um, attempt. At, it's it's like someone lighting a cigarette the wrong way, trying to sure, yeah. impress the other kids. Um. But uh, as you said, a hell of a lot has changed uh, since the conversation of, I believe, like earlier today. <laughs> I, I think it was three yeah. days ago. It, it was like it's been a real, it's, it's been a long day. You guys are Jack Bowering this, um, but um, yeah, a lot's changed, um, and uh, a lot is is yet to change uh, as you you turn back towards the uh, the horizon. And uh, and Chad Underbottom, who we return to as he uh, casually saunters um, with chunks of him being ripped off by uh, gnashing teeth uh, towards you. Um, he kind of uh, rolls his shoulders a little bit after uh, loudly declaring that it's a it's time to die. And um, the mob seems to um, frenzy a little bit around him. There's almost a, a feeding frenzy. You see a a pinkish red foam uh, as uh, teeth chomp and, and things are eaten, but it's enough that it elevates him um, up above the kind of like shoulder to shoulder uh, level he was walking with. You're not sure what these zombies are eating right now and you kind of don't want to know, um, but it's enough that it, it gets him uh, to a slightly elevated um, state um, and uh, just kind of nods and uh, says, so nice to finally uh be face to face like this um honestly i've been looking for you guys for a little while now but it's it's really nice that that you're here so uh let's get to this honestly i've, I've been eager to get this done for a bit so uh 
Uh, and then he throws lightning bolt at the party. Uh, roll for initiative. I don't... I just want to rest. Nat one. Nat one. It's no, bad. Oh, god damn it. That's a seven. For initiative. I'm worried that the next roll will not be as good for dealing with lightning, but there's there it is. 20 is for initiative. Nat 20, 20, or a... No, 15, 25. Great. And sorry, Jennifer, what was yours? Seven. Seven. I don't like it. Uh, one moment, please. As I desperately like look for abilities that I have that don't require spell slots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've all been there. Um, all right. So um, the uh, he doesn't move his arms. Um, he doesn't, you know, extend. There's no flashiness to this. Um, he just uh, grins, and for a second, uh, it's it's almost like his his entire form is is electric. And that weird, um, like uh, when uh, after the death of Superman, uh, spoilers for 1998's Death of Superman comic, <laughs> um, he came back as like a weird electric blue Superman, and also like a electric red Superman. Made no fucking sense. But anyway, okay. it's a little bit like that, just kind of almost appearing, being of pure light for a moment. Um, as and uh, as you blink away the after image, the bolt is is uh, racing uh, racing towards you. Um, so it's a hundred foot line straight ahead, um, yeah. which is is pretty convoy e. Unfortunately, uh, uh, I'm gonna need uh, deck saves, uh, please. I'm so, um, I'm so fucking worked up right now. Like I'm so scared. <laughs> Tom, considering oh. I rolled a nat one for initiative, I'm thinking we could just say I tank this one. How does that feel? That 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 feels good. Great. So why, um, Ryan? <laughs> I'm, I'm being fair here. Okay, Ryan. Uh, when you say you tank it, uh, are you trying to prevent it from hitting the things behind you, or you just mean uh, you you skip the save? Because I agree, you should absolutely get hit by this. Do you know what? I feel like I would try to do something noble, but I rolled a fucking one, so no, I just get hit. I'm just not ready. I didn't Dang know this it. guy was yep. going to do magic. There's yep. no nobility in this. Yep. I just Love fucked it. it up. Great. Uh, okay. Let's uh, let's hear those results, please. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight for Quinny. <laughs> Four. Four for Juniper. Oh, I don't like this. Uh, the carts both uh, so the three carts. Two save, one does not. Um, so we are looking at eight D six damage. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Moment. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. I can't. I can't go to zero. It's fine. It's fine. Not this round. <laughs> uh, that is thirty-four points of damage. Fuck um, my life. As the uh, lightning hits, uh, if you saved, uh, you can take half, as per usual. Um, the. Uh, Oh, damn. So we've got two carts at one HP. Uh, and uh, the uh, the lead cart explodes. Um, Are we on that cart? Yeah, we're on that one. That was you and me, Quinny. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, great. Um, Ginny rolls a one uh, oh, on my... her save. So she's going to take the full brunt. What the fuck is happening? Gin Ginny's in the middle cart, so she gets blasted by our, our back at half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So because yeah, it's, it's like a, a, oh, it's a yeah. hundred line. It's, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's all bad. Um, Everything's bad. Her cart saved though, so she'll take half, which is good because <laughs> that would have been bad for Jitty. I'm trying for Quinny. I'm trying. My, Ryan uh, is trying for Quinny. I'm so <laughs> fucked. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> 
It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue raised flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndieCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs. And it is so easy. All because we use Shopify. (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. It'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, which means curious people are more likely to buy from you. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hello, friends. It is I, Reginald, local hero who's never run away or been afraid even once. I'm here to tell you how you can contribute to the Horde or our fortress or whatever. They told me I had to do this, and if I don't, I could die. So let me tell you exactly what you can get. You can get an opportunity to contribute in a way that doesn't require you to risk your life, but keeps me risking mine. I did not approve this script before I read it. Uh, apparently, if you chip in $15 a month, you get the ability to contribute new names to NPCs and characters and locations that can appear in this show. And then some of them might be my friend. Well, that's very good. I need more friends. And some of them might try to kill me, which is just fine. Up to you. Uh, just go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Join today. You can contribute. Plus, there's ad-free feeds, apparently, in some kind of community. Please, just don't send scary things. Cart collapses. Um, uh, Juniper, you're hit. Uh, you're at the back of the train, so um, you basically the like the the last lick of it just strikes you. You're kind of like the grounding point, um, so it's your damage. Um, but uh, yeah, not great. Not great for all involved. Uh, aside, of course, uh, from Chad Underbottom, um, which brings us to uh, so that was the top of the round, uh, Quinny. Well, I mean, I used evasion. Um, yep. But looking around at the carnage this attack has just done, I don't feel too great about it. Um, how far away is old Underbottom, Mister Underbottom, over there? Um, rapidly, uh, like rapidly approaching. I'd say probably about um, like 80 ish feet right now. Um, so rapidly closing um, with the the zombies basically now carrying him while also turning inward. So it's not, he's not making tremendous speed. It is still a casual saunter, but uh, a, a horrific one. Does, does he appear to be protected? Uh, like, is there a barrier of zombies between us and him or is he kind of wide open with zombies? Around? Yeah. So the zombies yeah. are feeding off him. So they're uh, like the, this massive, and it, it is like a horde is, is falling over themselves to get at him. 
if you think of it this way, it's like if he's the only viable source of food in the middle of a field full of zombies, he waited until all of those zombies came in on him. Uh, and he is basically the, the survivor town from Walking Dead. He's like Alexandria with all the zombies around it, uh, but circulated on one person uh, moving towards you. So there, there are probably, I'd say, I don't know, a bunch of zombies deep <laughs> uh, on him. That said, they aren't focused on you right now. They're purely focused on trying to feed off of him. That said, the closer they get to you, the more likely that the ones on the fringe will start to break off. Okay. Um, from the waist to... up, he is he is currently lifted above this this uh, feeding frenzy uh, from the waist up as they eat whatever is below that. I'm just trying to see if true sight afforded to me by the eye of true seeing is going to help me kind of figure out what his fucking deal is because it's so uh, strange. Um, Creature has true sight. Notices secret doors hidden by magic and can see into the ethereal plane. Can see invisible creatures. No. Um, so you don't see true forms or anything of that sort? I can see into the ethereal plane. I don't see anything about true forms. Um, the over, the overarching thing is the spell gives the willing creature you touch the ability to see things as they actually are. Okay. Oh, I would, I would give you that. I think I'll tap into it and see if I can get a better idea of what we're dealing with, with Chad underbottom. Um, all right. So in, um, looking at, uh, at Chad, um, the again, very, very vanilla, forgettable um, features like NPC in the back of a major crowd scene video game features hmm. um, uh, become a bit more sharp uh, and somewhat um, scaly, almost a, a pinkish brown. Um, very sharp cheekbones, almost like a if you know Star Trek, uh, which I know isn't your necessarily your reference frame, Tyler, but for for those listening and watching, um, almost like a Kardashian. Jesus, Kardashian is gorgeous for me. Kardashian. <laughs> Um, sort of eyebrow uh, ridge, mm. um, small, small, small um, white eyes, a little like um, almost half grin, um, uh, uh, forehead coming to points, um, and kind of winged ears, um, almost like bat's wing, wing style ears coming off the sides of his head. Mm. Um, his uh, his form is actually um, much uh, larger um, than than it's presenting. Uh, he has one sort of normal-sized arm, one massive arm um, that is, uh, um, you can tell, kind of part of seeing him for what he is, um, is moving in a way that the illusion isn't. Um, seems to be uh, enticing uh, the, the zombies and kind of frenzying them up. Um, from your time in hell, uh, you recognize uh, this form of creature as uh, a Yagnoloth. Yagnoloth. Yes. Um, a Yagnoloth. Um, do you have... Hmm, i trying to think what relevant stat you would use for this. Maybe a history? Yeah. I'll give you advantage because it's, uh, it's a fiend. Natural 20, which is amazing. Oh, boy. Um... So, um, yes, uh, you know that uh, Yagnoloths um, are um, uh, weirdly like negotiator fiends. Um, They're incredibly um, contract savvy, uh, incredibly vicious. And um, in a lot of ways, I think uh, when you work for the one of many faces, um, he would have uh, spoken with uh, respect but frustration, almost like a rival sports team um, about uh, Yagnoloths in that um, they're hugely bound by contract law um, because they write it. They're, they're often the ones penning the infernal contracts. Um, the difference is they're a bit scarier than, say, uh, a Manny. Like, Manny fucked with you by doing a tremendous... Well, he gave you a tremendous show of force once, enough to cow you into working for him, but, mm -hmm. like, he didn't have to constantly make good. Um, the Agnolos are kind of the opposite. It's kind of uh, almost like a bookie, like a mob bookie, where it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, like, I'll, I'll, I'll deal, you, deal you fine. Oh, you won? Cool, here's your money. And then, like, goons rush you, except in this case, the goon is the Agnolon. <laughs> just beats you up and takes the money back. Um, 
So, uh, mean motherfuckers. Um, and if one is here, uh, they wouldn't work for the fries. Uh, your guess would be that uh, there's likely a standing contract um, that uh, this thing is trying to uh, uh, solve. That said, uh, like mean, hardy motherfuckers, and yeah. uh, it is feeding the zombies off of its own flesh, but its resistances are so high. Um, and you know it has the ability to leech energy off things that it's likely just cycling. So yeah, you take a bite of me, I drain off you, um, right. basically using them as like a, a weird battery. So yeah, that's uh, that's what you know. God, okay. Um, well, not yeah. keeping that to myself. Um, you know, there, our convoy has just been exploded by lightning, so I think just the din of all that chaos, I shout out, you know, having having seen it with my eye, <clears throat> I'll shout out, you know, it, it's, oh my God, it's a Yagnoloth. It's, it, it's underworld muscle, scarier than Manny and very much bound by infernal contracts. I, I don't know what the contract is, but this is going to be a real shitty head on fight. If we can figure out, some way to outsmart it or to redirect can make, it. Can we make a deal? The, yeah, but it's a bit of a, they're bullies. The, the deal will not, at least on the surface, be in our favor, but we can try that. I'm definitely up for that. Okay, well, we're going to trust you. You know more about hell than any of us, so take take your shot, bud. God, all right. Uh, and I will, um, I'll head out to meet Chad uh, on the field so that I'm not standing at the convoy anymore If in case he does sure. some sort of explosion on me. <laughs> so, okay. not... so walking out uh, to meet Chad. Yeah. Um, Butthole, you want to roll me a history, please? This is just like to, to cast your mind back to your time with Greywater and see if there's any... Um, that is an eight. Yeah. Um, you remember people talked about devils and fiends, but you tried to stay out of those conversations because you were always worried that maybe somehow uh, your dad would hear and would send people to get you. It was very much like a, you were the only one saying, don't say Voldemort when everyone's like, Voldemort, Voldemort, Voldemort. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, you, you got, you got nothing. Yep. I got um, nothing. Cool. Uh, all right. Next up in the initiative order are uh, the zombies. Um, so, Quinny, as you uh, begin to stride out into the field, um, the outermost ring of zombies begins to uh, to peel away. Um, and we're talking the ones that are too far to get any of that tasty, tasty uh, Chad uh, underbottom, underbottom. Um, so they uh, uh, they start uh, lurching toward you. As we've established, these are these are like classic <laughs> Romero zombies, so they're not they're not in a hurry. Um, yeah. But uh, they are uh, they are moving. Um, the rest continue to feed off of Chad. Um, and I forgot an initiative, so let me just roll that. Oh, that's good. That's convenient. Great. Uh, next up, we have Juniper. Um, the, uh, there are, there are dead townsfolk where there were not dead townsfolk before, uh, oh, the lightning God. bolt has dealt, uh, massive, massive damage. Um, again, no one is dead beyond, uh, butthole's ability to revive them, mm -hmm. but butthole needs to be alive to do that. And yeah. these people need to be home safe soon. Um, what do you do? Um, uh, I think the first thing I, I see undead, I see someone commanding undead. I think radiance is the cure. I don't fucking know. Light of the moon, protect the fuck out of me, please. <laughs> um, and all of us, please, please light of the moon. Uh, I got to try to cast my last moonbeam available to me. What's the range on, on moonbeam, Laura? Uh, 120 feet. Oh yeah, she did it. Yep. Yeah, Under that's the, what's nice about it. Yeah. All right. So, so that'll and be it's a on five there. foot diameter uh, cylinder. So basically, like straight down on Chad, and then yeah. the immediate, immediate, yeah. yeah, anyone engaged with him. Basically. That's good because honestly, if you can blow up 
because currently the zombies are basically a Pez dispenser. <laughs> so if you blow up that front row, the next row is just going to like tumble in and over. Come so in. even if you may not be, you know, doing huge diminishing stuff, but you can certainly yeah. uh, keep their numbers a little bit more in in, in check. Uh, That'd be nice. Cool. Okay, great. Um, and are you going to wheel up to the front of the caravan? Um, yeah, and I, I will. I will move forward to get into a better position to to make a an additional attacks or protection gotcha. or whatever. Yep. Cool. Uh, I feel like uh, the way I'm imagining this cinematically is a little bit like. Uh, the end of the first Ghostbusters, where they're like going to talk to Ghost of the Gazarian, and it's just like a bunch of just fucking beat down, exhausted guys just being like, "All right, yeah, you're up. Go talk to this god." Uh, but you guys sent uh, Quinny instead of Ray, so like, good call. Um, I guess they sent Peter, but Ray Ray did the damage, so don't be Ray. Um, but yeah, but I mean, Ginny. if they ask Quinny if he's a god, he's gonna say no. Yes. But if they ask but, Butthole, he would have said yes. <laughs> he'll say yes. Very good. Uh, that tickles me uh, on all levels. Thank you for that, um, <laughs> Ginny. Um, so, um, uh, Juniper, you um, roll up uh, next to uh, next to Butthole, um, and I, the two of you are kind of like in, in a funny stance. Butthole looks rough, having just taken like full brunt of of the lightning strike, but obviously you did too. Mm-hmm. Um, then you hear a click. Uh, next to you and um, staggering in uh, very much that like uh, John McClane at the end of Die Hard way, um, Ginny just moves up beside uh, the two of you um, with a crossbow that she has figured out how to work. Yay. Um, and uh, she, um, she doesn't say anything. Um, she doesn't like make a big show of it, but basically she's well aware she's not equipped to fight this fight the way you guys are, but uh, Hasbo will travel. Um, so she's just kind of like standing there uh, at the ready um, with uh, with the two of you. Uh, butthole. Ginny, I like this image a lot for a painting, but I'm going to need you to put your ring of invisibility on and go about 40 feet to our left. That's going to be the best for us and for you in case they throw a fireball. Um, how often can a ring of invisibility be used? I mean, from what we found, it's forever. And you were like, why did I give <laughs> this to like, Quinny? It's, just, it's like the one ring, like, right? Oh, yeah. It. It, is, it is literally like the yeah. one ring. Uh, <laughs> amazing. Okay, great. Like, I mean, the Nazgul are flying in, but they're a ways off. Uh, they got to uh, walk. I Public transit. Pull down someone's pants, yeah. and then I can just use it again. Um, <laughs> great. Um, she uh, she just kind of turns, uh, turns to look at you. Um, and again, just fucking like, just bagged. And it's like, Right, flanking. Right, of course, for advantage. And then, like, you just hear as, and, like, she disappears. You just hear shit. Um, and then, slow, like, you know, dragging her leg as she starts to like make her way uh, into into the trees. She's not mad about it. It's just literally like the tired person who you point something out to that's obvious, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" Like for me, it's always like, "Dog still has to go out." And I'm like, and "Of course, of course she does. Of course she does." Ugh. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So she starts making her way into the trees. Uh, and then, you look back. Uh, Quinny's marching out. Uh, Juniper's at your side. Yeah. Yeah. Butthole, I, just, I think. I, oh, sorry. Go, go for it. No, I was just like, if if you're all at the front, I would I would um kind of be keeping everyone like in fairly close proximity to me, if I can. So Ginny's gone now, but um, you're close enough to to butthole. Okay. Um, and, and Quinny's walked off up ahead. Juniper, I get the sense that you want everybody to be close together. Uh, here's the thing. I was thinking we should put the carts in two places and some live people in a third one so we can't get us all in one go. Unless you've got a reason I shouldn't well, do that. Well, I mean, you're just like less likely to get hurt by magic and stuff if you're close to me. Yeah, are we talking like 10% less? Like, I, I, We're going to need you to be batting a thousand right now because if you've looked at this cart and he looks at it and he's, he sneezes and the cart almost falls over and he's like, I think that's fucked. Yeah. I mean- okay, I'm going to move those. Uh, and he's just going to turn around and be like, Crandon, I need one cart over here and the other cart over there and put people in a third place. You do that. Um, Juniper and I will go closer to Quinny. That seems like a good place to be if possible. So you don't see Crandon. Uh, after that lightning strike. But fucking, who's uh, a lot? Trayvon? But then you hear, <laughs> oh! And slowly but surely, um, clawed hands grab the back of the cart. Oh, fucking. And Crendon looks up to the sky. And like, you've seen Wolf smile before, so you know what this is. Just big old fucking Norm MacDonald grin. 
Uh, and he just starts crawling over, and sure enough, uh, wolfed out Crendon starts uh, starts pulling carts. Um, Juniper, your arms are so itchy. It's so weird. I don't know. Like, there's just... Yeah, it must be. Oh, the it must be the rabies setting in. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. So Crendon starts pull, pulling the carts for you. Um. In in wolf wolf form. Uh. Goblin Junior, go go help him. This is a fireball fight. This is not for you. Snarf. Um. And uh. With the exact same look as Ginny of just that like <laughs> fucking Lee Pace looking away from the elves, just a sad sad turn away. Um. And uh. Yeah. He he goes around and like definitely gives Crendon a look of like yeah. fucking okay but sure but goblin jr just remember if Are- we all die you have to go back to the fortress and help them find food you're the king and the god then mm. snarf snarf he says and like pats you on the arm in a real like sure bud i'll absolutely do that way oh, good good you know He's that very help. good boy's not gonna leave um <laughs> actually uh, you want to roll a you want to roll a snap uh like a one of your 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 trademark D six rolls to see if you you believe he's going to do that or not. Oh yeah, he's going to do it. I've never rolled a six <laughs> so fast. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> as Goblin Junior walks through, he's like, eh, "Bet that guy thinks I'm going to do it." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he makes his way out, um, thinking okay. like a god. Hmm. And now you're thinking with gods. Uh, great. Uh, top of the round, um, Chad. Um. So I hate he. This guy. He sees you, Quinny, um, uh, start to uh, kind of uh, walk out uh, toward him, and um, he uh, he just kind of shakes his head in in like a not not mad, just kind of in like a well, what about that? Now you you, you can still see with your your true sight, right? Like, are you just seeing him in his actual form? Uh, or is that yeah. a temporary thing? Um, okay, so. Uh, where everyone else is seeing like a very subdued um, kind of just like slight shake of the head. Um, he's uh, the Agnoloth is a lot more expressive, um, like just you know, like big grin, uh, shaking his head in like a full, like you almost get the sense that um, what the non-magic pe- sighted people are seeing is like a pale echo of the actual gesture. So whatever gesture he's making is like um, muted to a point of seeming uh, small, but uh, just kind of like an incredulous, like, okay, I guess. Um, And um, he is uh, going to um, take his large arm, um, kind of sweep it down and then just push forward. Um, And, uh, all of a sudden, um, there's kind of a, 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 a swirl of kind of magical air, a gust of wind uh, that literally just fucking hoses zombies at you. A swirling funnel of zombies is is uh, cascading toward you. Um, we call it a zombie NATO. We sure can. We're getting there. Don't you worry about it. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. I was never, never going to dangle that fruit and not partake. <laughs> um, but yes, the, uh, the, the Zomnado is, uh, is coming for you. Um, so this is just literally like he's caused a, a funnel that's on a uh, horizontal plane. So it's not like a big vertical twister. It's just a, a swirling mass. Uh, the oh. zombies aren't like thrilled about it, but they're, they're definitely being flailed at you. <laughs> Okay. Um, roll me a deck save, please. 29. All right. So, um, you, uh, leap out of the way, um, scattered zombies fly past you. Um, I imagine you weren't walking a dramatic straight line with all of your friends directly behind you. So it's yeah, not man. like they go flying straight into the convoy. Um, but as the whirlwind dissipates, um, the, the scattered zombies begin to kind of right themselves and uh, lurch toward uh, Butthole and Juniper. Um, and uh, Chad just kind of uh, nods and um, doesn't have a whole hell of a lot he wants to do at this distance. Um, so, one moment, please. While you're taking that moment... I would just like to say that as further proof that it's been like five months since we last played, I forgot straight up that I have an aura of warding, which means (laughs) all damage from spells that hit me 
or anyone within 10 feet of me is halved. And I've just been sitting here like an idiot as a level 14 paladin taking full fucking damage. By spells. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, tell you what, Laura, I'm going to give you a point of advantage for oopsie poopsie. Um, Oh my God. uh, So take inspiration. Yeah, if you've, if you've been if you've been watching the video, just like check back to like two minutes ago when I realized that look on my face. I'm just like, oh fuck! <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. So, uh, Laura, go ahead and take a point of inspiration. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, you can have. Oh man, I ruled like absolute <laughs> trash. So let's not use that rule. Um, all right. So uh, you can have uh, 19 points of HP back. Oh really? Oh. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, That's just really as, nice. as, as it's a lot less because than you've I'm lost. Because this is but, Laura's yeah. an idiot. <laughs> it's like, can her um, cart? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll give friends. How are I'll they give doing? The cart back. So the final cart uh, is going to be back so up to seven it's HP. Not your fault. No, that's fine. The stuff that was loaded on it looked really broken. And then as there, it falls away, you realize the superstructure of the cart is actually pretty solid. There's so much on my character sheet by this point. It's I, so I'm small. Good. Listen, I, I love you and I fully support you. And it's really funny that you missed this, but let's not wander down the it's the sheet's fault. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not. Look, I created the sheet. I created it. I, I know whose fault this is. I invented the piano key necktie. I, I invented like it. Hoisted uh, on great. my own petard. It's all good. Um, and, uh, Quinny, um, as, as Juniper mysteriously feels better behind you, just like slightly (laughs) better, um, feels foolish, but healthier. Um, uh, Chad, uh, looks to you, um, uh, Quinny and, and says, uh, Hey, uh, maybe, maybe you should go find the little girl, huh? Uh, can you roll me a wisdom save as he casts suggestion on you? Uh-oh. Uh, oh, no. I used Dark One's own luck already, so I can't use it again. That's a total of five. Um, Honestly, you don't know where Ginny is, and this is a lot. Now the zombies are back there. You better check on her. Just make sure she's okay um, and come back. So you have to uh, pursue the course of action to the best of your ability. Um, it spell ends as soon as it's completed. Um, yeah. Okay. With I have true set, I can see invisible things. Mm -hmm. Um, I immediately turn my back to Chad and say, Ginny, Ginny, I'm calling out to her scanning for her, looking for her. Okay. Um, cool. So can you roll a perception check, please? And this is, this is your turn currently as we try and. So we play yeah. find find the genie. That's a nine perception. A nine. Um, because uh, she slunk off into the trees, uh, despite your ring of true sight, uh, the invisibility isn't the problem. Uh, the tree line is. Um, so I think uh, a, a minor panic starts to set in that uh, she isn't clearly visible. What do you do? Uh, I start heading back to the cart. I, I like I run. I run to the okay. cart. So sprinting and, and movement. Um, <clears throat> excellent. Shouting uh, out her name. Okay, cool. Calling out to her. Um, I think we can safely say, given how fast you move, that you're able to cover that distance pretty quickly. And as soon as you hit the tree line, you see her, like through the trees, um, you know, with that true sight kind of glow. Um, and uh, yeah, suddenly you, you, you're not entirely certain why you came over here. Like, of course, she's in the trees and she's invisible and everything's fine. I think I get mad. Yep. I think it's just, oh, all right. Fuck talking. Kill this guy. What, did, <laughs> he, did he say no to the deal? What terms did you offer? He's not making any deals. Well, He's blowing us up with magic and zombies and brainwashing me. <laughs> all right, that's fair. And then Butthole's just going to turn to Juniper and be like, well, we know that when Quinny walked out there, he definitely said, I'm here to make a deal before any of those attacks happened. So there was no way we could have made a deal. Let's do this. Speaking of Juniper, uh, since it is Chad's turn, uh, he's got to take some some moonbeam. Boom, boom. So he has to roll a con save, DC 16. That is a nat 20. Well, he still takes five radiant damage. 
Theoretically. Theoretically. Uh, Radiant <laughs> A. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll take that five. <laughs> Woo! Uh, honestly, uh, take it, take it where you can get them at this point. Um, so the, uh, the, the, the beam, uh, shines down and, um, in, in his human form, you just see Chad, uh, dust his shoulder slightly confused a little bit. Like how, how could, how could a speck of dust be there? I clearly just cleaved this shirt. Um, Quinny, when you look back, uh, you can actually see like his, his flesh is crisping a bit under the, uh, the light of the moon. Um, but, uh. But only a little bit, a little, little, little bit. Um, bringing like us how much? <laughs> like five points of damage, much? Um, great. Uh, that brings us to um, Quinny. Your turn was coming back and getting mad. Zombies. So that first row of zombies eats shit. Uh, Laura, how much is that first row of zombies going to take? Uh, they make a Constitution saving throw. They failed. It failed. Uh, so they t- they'll take the full 10. 10? Okay. Yeah. Ten I didn't roll that great. That's okay. Um, Plus it's only level two because, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> cool. Um, so uh, the zombies that continue to eat continue to eat. Um, the zombies that he threw with the zombie NATO um, <laughs> rise and uh, they're going to close in on uh, Butthole and Juniper because you're the closest. Um, so, uh, we'll say, um, there were 10 zombies in total. Two of them got mulched by the, the toss. Um, so four are approaching and four have reached you. So we'll say two on each, um, butthole. What's your AC right now? 23. Okay. Um, so 23, uh, nothing close, but nothing. Uh, Juniper, your AC? 21. Okay. Um, the zombies start pawing at you, but uh, having just been tossed by a zombie NATO, uh, they are kind of broken, a little, little janky as, as zombies cool. go. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, not not a whole lot going on there. Excellent. Um, the rest of them continue to feed, bringing us to Juniper. Um, so, uh, n- has Chad moved at all? He, he didn't move out of the light? Okay, um, so I'm just going to keep that moonbeam still where it is so we can get hit by it again. Um, And there's not much else I can do. Um, I think what I will do, though, is how close close are we to him? How close is? How Um, far away? He's he's about 80 feet at this point. Okay, that's a little bit too far. Um, Ah. I think I'm just gonna have to take a shot at him with my revolver. Sure. You have two zombies on you. Keep oh shit! I have two zombies on me. Okay, well, no, no, fuck that. Then I will try to, you know, chop their heads off or fight them zombies. Yeah, uh, take a two swings, um, with my sword. Uh, so that is a twenty total to hit, and a. Uh, 15 total to hit. Yep, both will hit. Yeah, awesome. Okay. And this is... Uh... Okay. Uh, the first one takes 10 slashing damage. The second takes 13 slashing damage. Okay. Great. Uh, so they're both damaged, but still up. Damn it. Um... Cool. Uh, that brings us to Ginny. Um, Ginny uh, sees you, Quinny, run over. She hears that exchange, um, and uh, she just kind of like nod, nods to you in like a good luck um, kind of way, and uh, starts uh, fiddling with the crossbow. Don't, Ginny. Don't use that on him. You use that to protect yourself and the others from zombies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I got it. He's he's too big. <clears throat> Good. Yeah. Uh, take care of yourself. Uh, I love you, and I'll uh, turn and um, walk away before she can answer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. you're you're gone. Uh, you're back to it. Um, great. Uh, butthole. 
Uh, yeah, Butthole is fucking pissed at this point. So he is just going to shove past the two zombies that he's with to move closer to uh, the demon. So that's definitely attacks of opportunity land. Neither hit. <laughs> zombies are not great at hitting things of your level. Super. Uh, then uh, what he is going to do is uh, just like rear back and be like, I had enough of dance with you, you big ugly bastard. They're so small. Pick on somebody your own size. Uh, and then he's going to throw a punch, but just from the side, uh, almost a golden moon hammer style fist with a rock at the end uh, will take its shot as he summons a spiritual weapon with a, is that an action? I don't know. That spiritual is. weapon is bonus, I think. Yeah, you're right. It's a bonus action. So he will do that. Uh, sorry, I got spells. I got a track in my brain. Okay, there we go. We'll burn one of those. So it takes its shot at the demon. Uh, that is a dirty 20 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Right, and that does. Oh, yeah, some solid rolling on that front. Nice, nice, nice. That does 27 let me confirm the exact kind of damage. 27 force damage. Mm. Yep. One moment. Yep. Uh, and with his other hand, he just leans down and yells, Hot snakes! Uh, but instead of hot snakes this time, it's actually just a golden hand that rises up covered in like radiant flames and other fires, like grabs at the top of the 40 feet cone and then just slams back down into the earth. But what that does, cause we're casting it at level seven, we're burning the big old Ooh. slot here. <laughs> uh, that requires, it is a dex save DC 18. For uh, Chad, uh, it goes 40 feet high, and it is 10 feet. Is it 10? Uh, 10 feet diameter cylinder, 40 feet high. Okay. So it's just uh, superimposed on the moonbeam, essentially. Yeah, exactly. It's just going in both directions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chad, uh, Chad gets a nat 20, unfortunately. Yeah. God damn. All righty. So it says that it gets cut in half then. What is it? Yeah, pass six save, uh, half on a pass save. All right, so he is getting. Where the hell is this uh, this spell? I never use it this level. Okay, so the six d six fire damage, which is That's sixteen nice. fire damage, which gets cut in half to eight fire. Yep. Aww. Uh, and then uh, it I think it is... does more than just fire, though. Yes, it also does radiant. Hey. It also does twenty eight radiant, which is cut to fourteen. All right, so massive strike um, against uh, Chad Underbottom. And um, I can save you some time on the zombie uh, rings because if it's if it's a 10-foot diameter blast, yep. it's going to knock out like two solid rings of, of his zombies. So he falls um, like uh, from his kind of elevated uh, state above, uh, like hoisted up as though he's won a triumph. Um, falls down into the center of it. You see a bunch of zombies just fucking erupt in in sprays of viscera. Um, and uh, as as he rises, he looks more like uh, like his outfit now looks more Shaun of the Dead. -y. Like it's just like his <laughs> his nice white button up is just soaked in gore. Um, you know his face is smeared, um, and uh, there's you know he just kind of shakes guts off of him. Um, and uh, looks almost disappointed as he, uh, as Butthole, in your head you hear him say, no, I really liked this shirt. So did the commander, you know, the one you killed. Um, and uh, his face doesn't change much, but like he looks kind of mad. Uh, Butthole, you do notice though, he is uh, speaking inside your head um, uh, telepathically. Ugh. And Butthole's already confused by the fact that it wasn't just a butthole that opened full of fire. So he's having <laughs> his own confusion here. And he's like... We don't need to talk. I, I just fisted you. It's fine. Let's just do the murder thing. It's just too weird. Uh, yes. Very good. Whatever you say. Um, that brings us to top of the round with Chad. Uh, Chad is going to storm forward, but Laura, he takes, uh, he's got a roll against Moonbeam at the start of his, his turn, right? 
Correct. Ah, he does not pass this time. He does not pass. So, but I rolled shit. So he's going to take four. Four little radiant damage. Oh, that's nice. How sweet is that? It's pretty sweet. Um, (laughs) Great. So he begins to um, um, rush forward. Uh, And with him, uh, like the immediate, like he's got a zombie blast crater around him. Um, but uh, the, the zombies uh, are kind of pulled along in his wake. But you can see that he's mad enough now that he's not so good. Like, they're going to follow, but he's not, like, weaponizing them quite the same way as, uh, as he previously did. Um, Tyler, to your eyes, it's almost like, uh, it's not quite the saber tooth run, but it's like uh, when a gorilla does that, like, side run, where he's just using his big arm um, uh, to kind of, like, gain momentum, um, rushing towards uh, Butthole. Um, and then, uh, whereas I think, uh, for those of you who are just seeing his human form, brisk power walk, like very determined, uh, yuppie out for, for a walk. Um, when, uh, Quinny, you see him push down on the earth, um, and teleport, you just see him disappear. Uh, and suddenly butthole, he arrives uh, above you, just slamming this massive arm down, which to you literally looks like, um, uh, Chad doing the, the captain Kirk, like double hand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Punch. So he is going to make uh, his his uh, what is referred to in his stats as massive arm attack. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, all right. Uh, so that is a twenty-seven to hit. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, so no. that'll be uh, one moment as we get the dice. All right. Um, it'll be 21 points of bludgeoning. Oof. Okay. Uh, and you need to roll a constitution save, please. As your head rings from being just uh. smacked by a massive arm. And I roll very poorly with a six. Six. Um, okay, <laughs> you are stunned until the end of Chad's next turn. <laughs> Uh, it's been a while since you've thrown around any of these sweet, sweet uh, status effects. Uh, stunned means that uh, you're incapacitated, quote, quote. Uh, you can't move can't, and uh, can speak only falteringly. You automatically fail strength and dex saves and attack rolls against you have advantage. Uh, incapacitated <laughs> means you can't take actions or reactions. So basically you're, you're just standing there stunned uh, for a moment. What does that look like for butthole, do you think? I think Butthole, he's still got his shield up because he would have taken a hit, and it'd just be him being like, you're not that strong. <laughs> it's just drunk guy at the bar mid-fight, like, eh, whatever, I can take it. Um, well, we will see if that's true <laughs> next week. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Roman Brown, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you.
The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, Maria Kennedy from Hero Trackers here to tell you about a special report we've been working on at Hero Track Media. With the help of my producer, Shayna, we are going to reveal the life story of a mysterious hero that, as far as we can tell, has never been covered by a media outlet before. Subscribe to this podcast feed to learn more about this hero and the strange circumstances surrounding their life and career, and how they might be connected to your favorite heroes. Coming soon from Hero Track Media, Vigil. Vigil, Season 1, an audio fiction superhero thriller in 10 parts from All In Productions. Featuring Haley Sanfilippo as Maria Kennedy and Adam Kudashat as Vigil. Subscribe or follow to make sure you're the first to know about Vigil. Vigil.